0: Craft Beer Radio, episode 116, June 3rd, 2008.
1: From the Craft Beer Radio, the show dedicated to craft beer and the craft brewing industry. I'm Greg Weiss. And I'm Jeff Bear. And this week we're doing what well, kind of a, a mix and match,
0: but of some interesting stuff we found in Maryland. <laughs> Look what we found in Maryland is right. So, well, before we get on to that, Greg, mm-hmm. I don't think you know what today is. Today is June 3rd. Yes. June 3rd, 2005, was the inaugural episode of Craft Beer Radio.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yep. Wow.
1: I did not know that and happy birthday happy show birthday yes
0: three years old i, I mean, think a little
1: three-year-old it is
0: i think we should have little cupcakes with candles on it or something well you didn't prepare well enough because no. we don't have any cupcakes in front of us but we do have beers oh this is a good birthday show good anniversary show let's hope we haven't tried the beers yet but okay so the first I two beers we- we're going to do will either be the schneider brookline or hopfen weiss or the Brookliner Schneider Hopfenweis. Well, I say we flip a coin because I really don't know which way to go
1: here. All right, so
0: heads or tails? Actually, I think the Schneider one's going to be more. It's going to be more European, and the Brooklyn's going to be more American. Remember how he said Hans Pater got us hop on in this beer? Right. So maybe we should do the Schneider one first.
1: Well, let's just do heads or tails.
0: Okay, heads for the Brooklyn. Alright, we get the other way I wanted to go anyway Thank you, fate <laughs> Chance So we're starting with This is the Schneider
1: Brooklyner Hoppenweiss This is from The Schneider and Son Breweries in Germany They classify this as a Weizenbach
0: We should have 8. asked here, yeast or no yeast I'm assuming yeast mm. Yeast Probably
1: yeast, but well, we got yeast. We got yeast. Okay, so the, this is classified as a Weizenbach, 8.2% alcohol by volume.
0: For people that might not know what we were just talking about, Hefeweizens and other German wheat beers are conditioned with yeast in the bottom. And for some styles, you need to rouse the yeast to get the proper flavor in the beer, the, the intended flavor in the beer. So when we say with yeast, I poured half the glass, poured half glasses for each of us, and then there was enough beer out of the bottle that I could swirl it up and get some of the yeast in suspension and poured the rest.
1: Strong smell of coriander. Strong clove as well. Bit of a lemony background.
0: Lemony. Definitely wheat. Wheat is obvious. As and you might expect. You some know, citrusy hops in there, too. A, a, a
1: straw to golden. Extremely cloudy, but because we have all the yeast mixed up in there, mm-hmm. that makes sense. About a finger's worth of a lighter head. Not quite super light, but a lighter head. We're drinking these in the Sam Adams glasses just because they're fun to drink out of.
0: It's nice. It's nice. It's it's uh, the wheat flavor. It's it's thick and chewy wheat flavor. It's like wheat pudding. And then there's a lot of hops in there. There's a citrusy hop flavor I'm getting. And I'm trying to warm it up because it is kind of on the it cold side. It is cold, but to get the um the real feel for this beer, especially trying to get those esters, phenols out of it, I think then you need to get some more temperature on it.
1: This is a charming little beer. This is um it, this is not a beer for somebody who doesn't want a lot of flavor in their beer because you are getting kind of assaulted with a lot of esters here. There's a big amount of uh, or sorry phenols here. There's a big amount of spice, big amount of cloves, big amount of big clove, big coriander. Uh, the 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 it's almost like the wheat. The very first thing you're hit with is that those phenols, and then you're hit with the the, the wheat. Like Jeff said, sort mm-hmm. of a, a wheat pudding. Uh, and then, you know, I think it's a really, really good description. And then some of the hops kind of come in a little bit later, but there's really that strong, See, strong phenolic stuff up front.
0: I'm finding the hops are playing a very big role in this beer. It's not it's not an afterthought. It, it's a solid hop flavor that just blends and melds in there with the wheat. And it's not a flavor you normally get, And it's not a flavor that showcases one or the other. They're kind of this woven tapestry. Yeah, there you go. I was like, do I say tapestry or do I say mess? (laughs) Tapestry is better.
1: (laughs) Tapestry is better than a mess. Because it has strong, really strong flavors in here that kind of deter you from being like, I'm going to
0: take another sip of this. This is not the strongest drinker in the world. This um, this is beckoning me for more sips. It's the body. It's that crazy thick milkshake of a body on it. It just says, "Here, try this again. Try this again." There's, I mean, it definitely is is,
1: is thirst inducing, but it's also like, whoa, whoa, okay. I just had a big sip of this. Let me let me let this rest my tongue and and figure it out. Okay, this is not something where it's like, yeah, sip. Oh man, need another sip. Need another sip. This is not. Uh, an express drinker. This is, this is a slower one. This is something is like, savor a little Yes. Little. Speaking
0: of savor, is it savory at all?
1: When I think of savory, I think of umami. And I don't think of umami when I think of this beer.
0: Okay. There's just something going on there towards the middle third of the thing where it just reminds me of... I've never tasted pure MSG, so I don't know what umami really tastes like just trying to infer from what i have had you know what there's a bit of there's a bit
1: of um in the middle there uh a chicken pasta
0: okay with kind of a a, a red wine sauce red wine sauce i was thinking that more like an alfredo sauce maybe that's the texture part that's fooling me or something
1: I'm thinking like a bird. Like I, I just had some some chicken pasta with a burgundy wine sauce the other day, so maybe that's why I'm thinking it. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why it's coming to mind. But it really, really brings up some of those flavors. Would you I pair this there. with that dish? Yes, I would. Actually, I think it would go really well. Complementary tastes usually complement each other pretty mm-hmm. well, and it would actually go really well. It would. Add, the the, the spices also add something to the dish that was a little bit lacking. It was very garlicky, but didn't really have much in the way of like pepper. And so this would add something to the dish. I think it's
0: funny how what we've just eaten is influencing our food picks, right? Because I'm thinking this would go with a strong fish like a crusted salmon or something like that, which I had for dinner.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so this is not a beer to shy away from food. This is definitely a beer that goes that would definitely go really well with food. And I'm here just guessing that um, the the addition of the yeast really does help the beer. I think this, and is of important. course,
0: this will go with worst. Right? Imagine this abroad or something. Oh man! Of course, it would go (laughs) with. What German beer won't go with worst? Good point, Mister Wise. Touche. I like this beer.
1: Yes, this is very good. This is really, um, really just really good. It's it's satisfying. It's got a lot of flavor to it, which is always something that I know a lot of people want: is a beer with a huge amount of flavor, but without mm -hmm. being. You know, big hoppy bitterness. It, it, it's got it, flavor it also, along
0: a different line. You mentioned the flavor lingers for a long time, and it does. But it's it's really refreshing how this beer—the flavor doesn't build every sip. Because mm-hmm. if it would have done that, like some beers do, by the end of this glass, you'd be—it would have been way too it'd be much. It would be like
1: having a clove in your mouth.
0: But but every sip was to the same degree. Right? It, it, it
1: washed away its past and, yeah. and came back. Sure, no, I totally do so agree So that.
0: worked it. really well. And for people not paying attention, this is the Schneider and Brookliner Hopfenweiss. So this is the one where Brooklyn Brewery went to Schneider in Germany and made it. Yep. Hopfenweiss is spelled H-O-P-F-E-N for people who might be curious. It's a slightly
1: Maybe. different bottle than the Brooklyn one. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is the um, bottle that Schneider uses. Right, so they didn't so use any yeah. special bottles. This is a... Uh,
1: one pint point nine fluid out to the five hundred milliliter. Yeah, yeah five hundred.
0: And the uh the Brooklyn one's bottled in the same bottle, the Brooklyn Local One comes in. Which is a seven fifty cage cork. Has kind of a trappist uh ridge around the bottle. It's a nice package. Nice package.
1: <laughs> you know the the safer was the first time I tried Brooklyn Local One and I really enjoyed it.
0: Isn't it really good? Really good.
1: So was the first time I had a lot of beers.
0: Uh, Pliny the Elder? You know what? I never got the Pliny. Really? I mean I've had it before, but I never got the Pliny at sight. Sa- it was Saber. there the I whole had, night. Well I, I the whole had two nights. I had the damnation when I was there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was uh Tommy's um sour one? Veritas. Veritas. That was really good too. Fifteen was interesting. Fifteen was not a sour beer. It surprised
0: me. That was the one from Avery, yeah. Yeah. It was Brett, though, right? It was
1: Brett all the way, and you could tell the Brett was there, but it wasn't a sour beer. It, it was Brett without the sour, which gives it interesting, very peaty taste, but interesting
0: nonetheless. hmm If what I read was correct, Brett has an interesting origins. It's actually a yeast that happens in the wood. Like, one of the places it's found is in sawmills. Hmm. And it made it into wine and beer from the oak barrels, right? But it's not found around the grapes, or yeah, I mean that's where the they originally found or the, the
1: yeast was on grapes. The, the, the
0: Saccharomyces, yeah,
1: the the stuff, the powdery type stuff on, on grapes is brewers yeast. That's
0: what's or up. a distant relative of right. brewers. I'm working on the cork here for the Brooklyn. It's. There we go. Pop, pop It didn't seem like it was helping itself out. I was worried if the beer was going to be flat, but it's a it's an extraordinarily long cork. Yeah. So this is the Brooklyner Schneider Hop and Vice is the one
1: where the brewer the from Schneider came to Brooklyn. Well, not Brooklyn. They came to.
0: No, they probably did this one in Brooklyn.
1: Really? So this is not in
0: um, FX Matt. FX Matt, which burned which down. Burned down. Yes, we
1: forgot about that.
0: And need to was talk the bottling that. area that burned down? I, I saw the initial story, and they weren't. There was conflicting reports on which one it was, and the story that I read said it started in the bottling, but it, it affected the brewery. If FX Matt is shut down. That means Brooklyn has some uh, supply side issues because that's where all their bottled beer, other than the local one, is made. It's going to be really hard to get the yeast on this uh, pouring these glasses here. Because the bottle's not empty enough It's believed that the fire started on the second floor At the machine that puts
1: plastic around six packs He said the roof and the third floor collapsed There's a high potential The bottle building will be a total loss Everything is shut down at this time We really build We've been in business 120 years Matt said This is a speed bump
0: They make the Saranac line of beers as well at the brewery And probably some other contract that I'm not familiar with And
1: that's in Utica Okay, so this is Brooklyn, the uh, Brooklyner Schneider from Brooklyn Brewery, also classified as a Weissenbach, but 7.8% alcohol as opposed to the 8.2% alcohol of of the Cross the Pond equivalent. This is done with more uh, European hops as opposed to American hops, right, because this is the one that... No, this is, no. one more this is where Hans Pater got yeah. the
0: pick, right? So it's a blend of Amarillo and Palisade hops. Because I can smell a m- mm-hmm. much bigger hop presence here. Bavarian craftsmanship and American ingenuity. I believe uh, Garrett said that in our interview. I like this package. Brewed by Garrett Oliver and Hans Pater Drexler of the Bro- at the Brooklyn Brewery. I don't know, it just... It's like that historic Soyuz and Apollo... Mission back in the seventies, right where they shook hands in space. This is a really,
1: really, really nice aroma to it. It's a combination of of an interesting hop aroma with the with the wheat, and it's, it's just it's it's a ple it's extremely pleasant on on the nose. It's something that I could smell all day, but without it being you know the kind of hop stuff mm-hmm. that we that we said oh we can smell all day before. It's a different sort of hop smell, but it's it's really interesting.
0: Yeah, the, for me the aroma. The room is decent. It's nothing that I'm excited about. Flavor, different story. The flavor, I would say that this thing is uh, an IWA, an American or an India There's
1: almost a tartness that comes with you know all that. Um, I'm gonna all that
0: hoppiness. I'm gonna try to swirl up some yeast here. It's
1: also um, a lot less carbonation.
0: But it could be all your swelling up too. Yeah, it poured really carbonated. Look, look at that! It's just mm-hmm. filling up inside the bottle. There's a lot of carbonation in this beer. Certainly not as cloudy as the last one. The last one was sludgy cloudy. Yeah, um, this one's cloudy, but it's it's more in lines with what you expect with a wheat beer, uh, like a Hefeweizen. It's really-
1: actually a, a, a in a sense, it's almost a milder version because it doesn't have the same kind of strong. Uh, phenolic hit. Here come the yeast. That I got from this might change. Alright, let's try it with the yeast now.
0: Here come the yeast. Gotta have those yeast. Here come the yeast.
1: Da, 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 da.
0: Okay, there's still more there's more of it
1: now with the yeast, mm-hmm. but it still doesn't have it's it still I think the hops kind of almost mm-hmm. are like, you know, blaring in front of it. They're saying that they're they're calming down the phenols a bit to say, okay, this is more it, it's it's weird because a very strongly hopped wheat beer, but in a sense, it balances out. No, it does it, the, the the phenolic imprint. It,
0: it, it's definitely hop forward. It's it's almost like if you were not knowing the brewery, you might say that this is something that Stone tried to do, or or something like that. You know, I mean, not the sweetness connotation, but just the the out there and the hoppiness. California, something California brewery. Um. As 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 Garrett said, Hans Peter got his hop on, and uh, and uh, they didn't do anything to hold him back. That's for sure.
1: I I gotta say I love it when breweries do this. When breweries are just like, hey, let's try it. Let's mm-hmm. just go nuts. I mean, I think that you know Brooklyn has to be you this know is, you know picking
0: which one's better out of these two. It's really hard <laughs> because they're different. They're good. Yeah. They're great for different reasons. Uh, you know, but but I love that Brooklyn's like, hey, let's
1: try it. I love that um, East End is like, hey, let's do a kevaz. I love that Stan Adams is like, hey, let's brew these these colonial beers <laughs> or utopias do it. or utopias. Let's just do it. I love that that that, that just go to itness. That sort of mm-hmm. you know that feeling that hey, let's just do it and see what the hell comes out. Won't it be interesting? Or, or Avery with their fifteen? We're doing all bread beer. Why not? Let's see what happens. I love it. Just something to be you know that one you should absolutely consider when you're going to uh, a going to a a a bottle shop or a beer distributor or something. You know, I know everyone has their standbys. I have my standby. I got you know uh, two hearted ale. I have uh, bells has really become sort of my standby brewery. But sometimes it's just something interesting. It's like you know what. I'm going to give this a shot, because that's cool. That's just something different, and I'll give it a shot, because I want to see what that's like. I love that breweries are doing that. I really do.
0: Okay, so a couple administrative things here. Hey, this is our anniversary show. That means we got one of those DVD things coming out. Yeah, it's, buy our DVD. It's um, DVD time. So um, We have a
1: lot of interesting beers to do some, some interesting DVD-only shows, so that's for we, sure. We
0: could do that, and uh, we really... Need to raise some funds so Greg and I can get out to uh, Denver in October. So we're going to be uh, for nagging you a little bit for some donations. But if you buy the DVD, you get something in return and we still get out to Denver. Uh, Same as last year, $25. If you're donating $2 a month in the recurring payment on PayPal, you get it as well. Um, Please, please, please don't be a jackass and subscribe just to get the DVD and then cancel a month later. I'm not gonna require that you've been subscribing for so long, but please don't be a jackass. Yeah, just you know. And um, same deals last year. All our shows for the past year. It's twenty
1: five bucks. That hurt you that
0: much. We'll have some special shows. We'll have um, just things that we can do. To, to express our gratitude mm-hmm. for your donation I don't
1: know if we're going to have the same giveaway type thing we did last year That was
0: I, I, I feel that we just did that and I, I don't feel comfortable asking all the same breweries for more swag Right. so maybe we'll do it on even years or something I, I'm going to try to come up with something fun to do for this DVD but it's not going to be the same giveaway as last year and it's absolutely not going to be sending beer because I cost too much But DVD, go to our website. There'll be a link on the side of the thing. Buy our anniversary DVD. And if you're the kind of person that's going to be upset that you don't get it shipped here right away, just donate the money. (laughs) Because I'm not guaranteeing when the DVD will arrive in your mailbox. Brooklyn Schneider Hopfenweiss, in Brooklyn, New York. This is nice. Very nice. Very nice. Um this do our really old, stupid, you know I wasn't really, movie references. I wasn't <laughs> trying to do um Borat or anything. But what I was considering was wow. Yeah. I think I'm gonna go wow on these two beers. I gotta think about it. I don't want to dismiss it out of hand. I think I'm gonna go wow on these two beers. It's it's not an obvious wow. See Gumblehead to me is still better than both of these. Mm, I, I don't know. How I'd say that. I think I'm going to go wow on these beers. These are beers. Do try them if you see them. Try them. I have no no compunction
1: towards or saying that. I mean, definitely right. try them if you see them. Do I classify them on my wow beer
0: list? No, I have decided which one I like better. I think we should rank these two side by side since they're okay. Since they're, I like the uh, the Schneider better. I like that, the Brooklyn that better. Fuller pudding. That we putting it was just a neat sensation, and I like that one better. I like the
1: Brooklyn better. I think the the, the 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 large amount of hops gives it a more balanced uh, mm-hmm. flavoring, and really, you know, does kind of uh, hit the phenols a little bit better, and gives it more of a smoother taste, more of a drinkable. Split
0: decision. Yeah, so there drink. you go. That's why we do a show together. contrarian and blow hard. There's more of this left. We'll save it for later.
1: All you want to talk about is beer, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. Yeah, let's go with the with the Berliner vices. So here we have two Berliner vices that we got at the Chevy Chase place, which I, we are. Have you
0: ever with. been to a beer store that has two Berliner vices? I haven't.
1: <laughs> and I was like, oh boy. Okay, so let's try the the Berliner style vice from the. Uh, Badhoff, Brau, Gastedan, Brand, Brand, there is your badhof brow and gas Dan whatever they're in Germany
0: it's a it's actually it's a session beer it's a three percent They're in Leipzig so it's a Berliner style vice because since they're not in Berlin it's not a Berliner vice. It's poured in a tiny little bottle, a eleven point two fluid ounces I guess it's not too much smaller than a 12 ounce bottle it just looks small. Three percent did you say that already? Yes, I did. Now, for listeners who might not know what a Berliner Weiss is, it is this beer that is traditionally made in Berlin. Holy clear. (laughs) That is clear, isn't it? We'll try it without the yeast, and then we'll put some yeast in at the very end. All right. Because on this style, I'm not exactly sure which way we should go. Um, Berliner Weiss is a style that is in Berlin It's a sour beer style It has uh, lactic lactobacillus in it So it has a lot of lactic acid flavor
1: <laughs> Wow, that's interesting
0: um, the, When we were first doing the show Almost three years ago We were talking about, oh, let's try a Berliner Weiss And we had emails saying, yeah, they're good And then I remember this one guy says You'll hate it, it tastes like cow piss And uh, we got our hands on one I can't remember which one it was at the time and Man, we loved. It. We loved It tasted it. like piss. Well, it was it was acidic <laughs> as hell. It absolutely was. The way I can best describe this is cooked spinach aroma. There's a little bit of tartness in the aroma. There's some malt in the aroma. And the relatively small samples, my nose is pretty far from it, so it's hard to get a ton of aroma on this. Let's let me just try. It's some.
1: not like definite definite cooked green. I'm gonna say spinach, but it could be. Could even be like collard greens. It could be something along those
0: lines. There's definitely a cooked green. Is there like a very subtle sauerkraut type flavor or something like that? Maybe. Like, you know, because I think that's lacto too, isn't it, in sauerkraut? Well, it's fermented, so.
1: I think it's lacto I think it's fermented from lactobacillus, so yeah. It's certainly lighter. It's got a. There's the tang. Oh, yeah, the tang comes in late.
0: Well, and then it tastes like sourd milk.
1: It doesn't taste like nasty
0: sourd milk. You think it tastes nasty? It, it's portering on nasty. I mean, it's it's complex, and I like what I'm. I like tasting it, but it tastes like sour okay, milk. Let's and, put some yeast in here. And what hangs around in your mouth tastes like sour milk. Like what hangs milk. around
1: in my mouth is tasting more like vinegar than it is sour?
0: sour milk. I'm getting sour milk, and it wasn't. I tried sour milk not too long ago. So okay, so this one's not crystal clear. This one's cloudy because we've rolled up some of the yeast. Traditionally, they'll cut their Berliner vices with um, either raspberry syrup or Woodruff syrup. I've never had Woodruff syrup, so I'm not sure what that is. But they'll sweeten it up with some raspberry syrup or Woodruff.
1: The yeast actually kind of mutes the flavor a bit. It still gives you the sour, but I can
0: see where you're getting sour milk from. Yeast improves this, I think. I'm not saying it really Mm -hmm. mutes the flavor. I'm still getting a lot of acidity at the beginning. But the end's not as sour milk. The end's just more more yogurty than sour milk. Yes, exactly. It, sharp yogurt. Very sharp yogurt. <laughs> but it's not rancid like it was before yeah. we put the yeast in.
1: You can see why this would go well with kind of like a, a fruit addition, like a fruit, some sort of fruit syrup. Mm-hmm. Say apple or, or,
0: or peach. I wonder what this would be like with strawberries. I mean, like, not, not with strawberry syrup, but pairing it. With strawberries, you know, a kind of this would go frame. really
1: well with strawberries and cream. I think
0: mm-hmm. really the unique. cream would help. Yeah, yeah. If you had strawberries and cream, that would be a good pairing for this.
1: Very interesting. It's, it's a it's different. It's a different beer. It, it's, it's kind of It'd
0: be a tough tough thing to pair with um, food. You know, something that's more savory and meaty. It'd be a tough pairing. I think desserts probably. A yeah, and more would go along with fat.
1: It needs fat to mm-hmm. cut it. I really do think that. Maybe you know something creamy like you said. Um, ice? Well, no, it wouldn't go well with ice cream unless it was flavored, unless it mm. had some fruit in
0: it. Yeah.
1: Uh, clam chowder, maybe? No, mm-hmm, no, it really wouldn't go well with clam chowder. I think because it would just it it, it would hit too hard against some some really
0: contrast. Th- th- I'm trying to think of what what what's a thick creamy broth, thick creamy sauce, or something like that. I think. Um, what about like a... a like a, a grits, maybe? Or... What about like a coconut? Like a cheesy Like a, grits? Like a coconut chicken or something like that. Like if you had a coconut cream sauce, totally.
1: somehow I don't feel that would uh-huh. work right. I'm thinking like coconut curry, like a like a green curry or something with coconut milk. Uh-huh. But still, I think it's just it, it's not quite enough. It needs it needs a
0: stronger creaminess to hit it. So I'm really thinking The yeast. I mean, I, I just want to go back to this because it, the yeast really changed this beer. It it turned it from the rancid sour milk for me into a still strongly tart beer, but an enjoyable strongly tart beer.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that the the yeast really did help it a lot. And this is a session beer.
0: This is 3%. 3%. (laughs) Man, I could drink this, maybe not all day, but if I'm drinking a 3% beer and I had my choice of anything that I've had... I think this is probably my favorite three percent beer. It's a great
1: three percent beer. What I mean because it's sour, it's got a lot of interesting flavors to it. Yeah,
0: there's tons of complexity. When you give up the alcohol, oftentimes you give up the complexity in the beer and drinking something that's relatively bland. Not with this one.
1: How much does this one cost? Do we remember? I don't remember what this one cost. I'm guessing around four or five dollars at least.
0: I I can't even wager a guess, I don't remember.
1: So you're you're paying a lot for your (laughs) your small amount of complexity, but Mm -hmm. it's interesting. But yeah, this is one I would I would pair with food very, very carefully. This is... Okay, I can see this going with strawberry shortcake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm thinking a fatty, <laughs>
0: My mom makes sour
1: this. food. Uh, uh, maybe um, lemon meringue pie.
0: I'm not sure the acidity in the lemons. I think that it, they're not complementing flavors. I think they're clashing flavors, the double acidity there. I've I think it would work still. My mom makes this dessert that's, think, strawberry shortcake, but the strawberries and the Cool Whip are all mixed into like just a thing, and then it's put over the bed of shortcake. So you get this really creamy strawberry flavor as opposed to, you know, some mm-hmm. a little bit of whipped cream with a lot of strawberry flavor. So you get a lot more fat that cuts into the Yeah, this acidity. would work with,
1: like, an Angel's Food Cake where, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's so light and it's got a lot of air in it, but it's also got that, that bit of breadiness to it.
0: Mm-hmm. I think this is best paired with desserts, which is completely unintuitive, right? You're like, intensely sour beer. Put it with the dessert.
1: <laughs> Maybe if we were 50, we'd say something different, but since we're 30? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to say that. All right, so the next Berliner Weiss. 1809. This is from Browry, w- Wifensteif... W- w- Stefan. This is a five percent Berliner Weisse beer.
0: Dr. Fritz Bream apparently is behind this. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of stuff on this label. Oh, we're getting starting to foam up over the top here. So let me pour some out. Label's confusing and verbiage and wordy. And this is a much bigger bottle. We should say this is. What, a. Uh, 1.9, 1.9 fluid ounces. So it's another. So convert on your own, everybody. It's like a 500, right? Yeah, it's the same size as the Schneider. Half a liter.
1: Again, tart aroma, a little bit less of that sort of cooked spinach smell that we were getting from the other one.
0: I'm getting a, a lot of DMS. Uh, a shit ton of
1: DMS. Well, I think that comes with the cook spinach, but I mean, but it's it, it's it's significantly less, I think, DMS than, than the other one we had. You don't think so?
0: The other one, I I didn't pick up any flavor like this, and I'm getting tons and tons on this one. Interesting. Last one, I was getting a kind of a sauerkraut flavor, but it, but the, it was an acidic. You're getting an
1: aroma. I mean, well, the flavor is yeah, what you
0: taste. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Same. There you go with your English <laughs> You see, confusing listen my to, senses. Listen to the pre-show and listen to how I'm always right.
0: <laughs> yes, aroma. The last one I got a kind of maybe a cooked cabbage, but like going, you know, with a fermented cabbage, sauerkraut or something. This one I'm getting American Pilsner type DMS on it. Pours an extremely strawish color with a slight cloudiness. It's not crystal clear like the other it's one. Not it clear, it's not crystal clear, but Yeah. And we're going to try adding the yeast after our, our initial impression here.
1: Definitely better definitely better.
0: The the combination of the city and the carbonation makes the acid dig into your tongue. It penetrates mm-hmm. deep.
1: But it doesn't have, you know, so, like the rancid milk sort of taste And
0: the the, uh, the bubbles scrub the acid off your tongue quickly, so it's just a it's a it's a momentary bite and then it goes away. mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: Even without the yeast, it's definitely a a much better beer, much better burner advice. And this one I can think of actually going with some other foods. Mm -hmm. This one I can say, okay, this will go with fish really well. This will go with trout. This will go with salmon.
0: Mm -hmm. Trout sounds good. These things don't go with... Interesting. You're talking about fatty last time. I can't imagine this would work too well with like a fatty bratwurst or something like that.
1: No, this one wouldn't work well in the dessert. This, this, this one is, is a bit too, actually, oh. too malty. It's, it's a bit. Too, I mean, the malt you can really. I mean, uh, yeah. it's coming
0: up there. I didn't mention. I, I was thinking more like, uh, you know, like a German bratwurst, you know, nice fatty sausage. I don't think this would go too well with the fat. I don't think it would. this might work with sauerkraut on top of a,
1: on top of a fatty sausage. The sauerkraut would help accentuate mm-hmm. the sourness. Without the sauerkraut, it might be a little bit of a, of a weird combination. I think it would still work okay, but it wouldn't be a, as much of a of a great combination. And I do think that you know combining flavors works well. And I'll talk about that in the post show. But I do think the combining flavors works well, and this one would work well with sauerkraut—really well with sauerkraut on top of like a a Reuben,
0: maybe. Okay.
1: It might need yet. Yeah, I think it needs that sauerkraut to cut, to, to cut itself in to give it an, mm-hmm. in, an inch an in. So okay, now we're gonna try it with the yeast.
0: Yeah, I need to get a little more beer all out right. of the bottle before I can do a good swirl. Let's see how, Oh, there comes the foam. By the way, yeah. Jeff,
1: I love doing this show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you get to do things like this, it makes all the uh, hours of tedious editing worthwhile. Okay, so it got much cloudier. Okay. I got some huge chunks. So of do I. I got a Little, little
1: black chunks thing. Now, how would you describe the way this looks now? This looks like
0: it looks like a wheat beer, like a Belgian y- you white. You know what it looks like? It looks to me like the the inside of check this out right down here in this corner. It's not as cloudy as the rest. Yeah,
1: it's true. But it looks <laughs> it's stratified.
0: Like, it looks close
1: to the inside of an eclair. That's what <laughs> it looks like.
0: Lemony. It's a lot yeah. more citrusy and lemony. That
1: is delicious. Yeah, that is really delicious. Like you said, citrusy lemony is got a, it's, it, it's got a lemony flavor with a tiny bit of pith, just enough to be interesting, not enough to be pithy. Mm-hmm. It's. It's really fantastic. This would <laughs> you, you can't ask for a better accompaniment to fish than this because I mean lemon and fish go so well together. The, uh,
0: the lacto tastes more like citric now. Mm-hmm. Tastes more like a citric acid than lacto, lactic acid.
1: Jeff and I are sour heads. This is fantastic.
0: This is really
1: fantastic.
0: This is. This is I'm not sure I love since since you called me out in the pre show. I'm not sure I love that you. You know, when we walk up to brewers doing the savor interviews, mm-hmm. that you introduce us as sour heads. Why not? Because it seems to me it, it's similar to hop heads. To me, it's someone who found this intense flavor and they're drilling in on it, and it doesn't speak for our breadth of of beer flavors. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe maybe it not, seems like you're pigeonholing me when you call us sour heads. Okay,
1: well then you're not a sour head. I'm a sour head.
0: I'm happy to to say I'm a sour head. I love sour beers. I love them, but when you introduce yourself as a sour head, it means you like them above everything else. In my, opinion.
1: I don't know whether that's necessarily true. I know a lot of hop heads who love a good malty ale, but but they still, I think, will go for for a, a hop a hop ale over anything else. I would go for a sour beer over anything else.
0: Yes, because they're rare. If they were as common as an IPA, then it might be different. Right. This is very good with yeast. This is the 1809 Dr. Fritz Breem's recreation of a lost style from the... Oh, look, they put the back label one upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Rowery Stefan. I, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Wein- Stefan, maybe. That's a big brewery. That's a, that's like the, the place where Hefeweizens were invented. Well there you go. Um have. but this label doesn't say that at all. It says um Brewed by Dr. Fritz Brehm, Munich, Germany. That's all this label says. eighteen oh nine. Does this label match the picture on the website? Yes it does. Hmm. Then it must be brewed it Wein- Stefan. I guess that's a better way to say it. Wein- they just
1: have like Weinstaffen or beer. This really is fantastic.
0: I'm a little scared to drink those chunks at the bottom, though.
1: (laughs) You were talking about wild beers? You have one. Cheers, Mr. Weiss. It looks like lemon meringue.
0: (laughs) It really does, doesn't it? It's not quite yellow as lemon meringue. It's yellow and cloudy, that's for sure, but it's not quite as yellow as lemon meringue. It looks like a hoogarden. It's good and white and maybe a little bit cloudier.
1: That was really good.
0: Okay, so our final beer of the night... Is something that I'm definitely interested in
1: trying. We know nothing about this beer other than the title. Three months from France, the Brasserie de Saint... De de Saint... Sylvester. Sylvester. This is a beer de garde. 8.5%. They call this
0: a Flanders Golden Ale. But as you just found on the website, it's a beer de garde. So this is... This is timely. We talked about the bearded guard a couple weeks ago from Mm -hmm. Flying Dog. We didn't love it. Um, I talked about how my expectations could have been off because I haven't had too many good bearded guards. This will be my first French bearded guard. That's where it came from. Yes, indeed. How do we get this thing off?
1: It's kind of, it's not like a, it's a cork that has like, its It's cage is
0: different. Yeah. It's a wine cork that isn't, it's a traditional um, Chimay type bottle. So that's probably the best example Think of a Chimay bottle with a cork But instead of a champagne cork with a cage on it It's a wine cork that's not put in the whole way And then there's this little Bale on it That is latched Underneath the lip of the bottle It's a square bale And I don't, I think I'm going to need a corkscrew Yeah, I need a corkscrew We'll be back
1: Alright, cork is out Did you need the corkscrew? Absolutely Okay, so Hey, how about that music So, wow, like really, really straw colored
0: With a big head It hand. is like the color of Bud Light Yeah And that's how light and clear it is DMS and the aroma you mess some of that
1: cooked vegetable aroma.
0: So I guess in a disingenuous way it smells kinda of like Bud Light. <laughs> 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 it smells
1: like a very strong Bud Light aroma sure. though, right? You know, like it's got that very strong sense of that. Yeah. Think grains like straw and hay. A little bit of uh, a fruitiness, kind of along the lines of a a small apple or or pear. A slight amount of woodiness.
0: I'm getting... I'm thinking green grapes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's this very... Tart's not the right word. Um, dry and dusty type, you know, finish to it. There's a bit of chalky.
1: Yeah, chalkiness to it. Right. Really, the really a a bearded guard, very forward bearded guard, right? I mean, now from what we
0: read about bearded guards last time, this makes sense. Makes more sense than the uh, flying dog did. Really, I mean, definitely, this is.
1: I think Bearded Guard on display. Bearded Guard 16D on the style guide. Prominent malty sweetness with a complex light to moderate toasty character in the aroma. But in the flavor, medium to high malt flavor with toasty toffee-like or caramel sweetness. Malt flavors and complexity tend to increase as beer color darkens. This is very light. Uh, low to moderate esters and alcohol flavors. Medium low hop bitterness provides the support. Of balance is always tilted toward the malt. Spanish is medium dry and multi alcohol can provide some additional dryness in the finish. Low to no hop flavor, although the paler version can have a slightly higher version of a spicy hop flavor. Smooth, well lagered character, no diacetyl.
0: It's enjoyable. It's not mm-hmm. one of my favorite beers of all time. It's not. It's
1: giving a multi
0: fruitiness, and, and that's
1: really what's coming through is a, it's, it's a, a, a forward multi fruitiness and it's not giving much in the way of hoppiness it's giving a bit of dms mm-hmm. uh there, there's a bit of that cook vegetable taste in there which i think is you know appropriate for the style I'm not getting butterscotch I'm not getting diacetyl the, the,
0: the big difference between this and like the, the guard dog the most recent bearded guard we had i remember saying that the guard dog reminded me of an American regional lager, something with corn or something in it, right? This one's different from that. This one tastes like a all grain mm-hmm. European lager. It's just I'm I'm be able to love this. There's one. there's it's,
1: at the end there's kind of an off flavor and trying to figure mm-hmm. out what that is. Is it tied there's, in with that chalkiness or no, it's more tied in with sort of a sewer rainish flavor. It's the very last thing I'm tasting on my tongue, and it's not the most pleasant thing in
0: the world. I'm not getting any sulfur-ease drain, other than a little bit of Pilsner DMS. DMS is dimethyl sulfate, it's a uh, sulfur compound that um, comes out of beers, typically, beers of Pilsner malt. Um, when you're in the BJCB class and you're trying to identify it, green bean juice. Is a tool they use to uh, pick out mm-hmm. DMS.
1: No, it just it just feels it feels like it's it, it's good on the tongue, but then it kind of the, the the last sensations of it as it's clearing off are not exactly super. Now this is this is called a Flanders Golden Ale, and while it was I was really interested because I love Flanders Reds.
0: You, you were kind of fooled by the name, yeah. Presuming every beer made in Flanders had something not necessarily
1: old, that every brewed name in Flanders was, was was sour but that, that it, had it, it a was characteristic a, yeah had a characteristic of sourness if it's called Flanders
0: for a beer de guard I think it's interesting and it's worth is it worth trying it's not a it, it is not a beer that you should not pass up uh, you can pass this beer up if you're curious about beer de guards and you want to try it pick it up it, it's not horrible I think Greg likes it better than I do I wouldn't be so sure of that. No? Okay. Because you were saying a lot
1: of good things about it were... I was trying to define it within its it, it scale, but I, I th- I've had better things called Bearded Guards than this. I think this is maybe more of a classical Bearded Guard, and I can see why the style would come into play Right, like coming a- from this. I think, you know, if you consider this sort of the classical style, I think that there's better bearded guards out there that you know have have better flavors to them but if this is sort of the classical style i can see where this kind of where the style originated from right. this is a good example of where i think the style
0: originated from yeah i wouldn't say this is a a sucky example of the style what i would say is bearded guards if this is two style are not for me yeah yeah i would agree all right so time to rank Okay. Time to rank. So we talked about the head the, the heads up pairings that we did, right? We liked we, we split decision on the Brookliner Schneiders, and it was pretty obvious which Berliner Weiss was better. If we were ranking them one through five.
1: I can go first if you want to go sure, first because I have an
0: idea. That's difficult. Alright, my number one is gonna be eighteen oh nine. Okay.
1: I mm-hmm. loved it. There's a Berliner Weiss with that lemony flavor without any Faults that I could really find. I mean, it was just it was just delicious, and it has so much goodness to it. Man, that 1809 was fantastic. Kay. Put that up front. My next would be the Schneider Berliner, because really
0: the Schneider. You said you like the Brooklyn red
1: better. Okay, the I'm two. sorry, I'm I'm wrong. I'm wrong. The the, the Berliner Schneider, because I like the the, the way the, the 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 hops combine. I was I was confused. Give me a break. Okay, it's, I'm having alcohol here. It's a long show. Uh, because of the way that the uh, the hops, the, the strong hoppiness really helped, I don't want to say mitigate, but it helped equalize the strength of the phenols that you were getting from the rest of the year. So, Berliner Schneider is next. Next, the Schneider Berliner. Right? Surprise, surprise. It was really good. It had a bit too much phenol for me to make it higher than the, than the Berliner Schneider. Okay, next would be the... E. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they actually cover up the brewery name with the other part of the label there. it's
1: says... Bonoff Bonhoff, Berliner style vice. Uh, there's a couple
0: of letters hidden there. It's like Berischer, I think. I mean, I love
1: the idea that it's a really flavorful, you know, uh, session ale. If I mean, you want to taste sour I, I, milk in a beer... <laughs> Interesting <way. laughs> There's your chance right there. I love the idea. And then finally, the three months of Flanders Golden, which was... Did, I didn't like the aftertaste. I really don't like... I still don't like the aftertaste. Come mm-hmm. kind on. Of, uh, okay.
0: So for me, I'm going to put the Schneider version, the German version of of the collaboration beer, first. Um, Greg didn't like the phenols. I thought that the the fool, that wheat pudding, that the schneider Brookliner. That really thick flavor gave me something I haven't had before. Mm-hmm. And I liked it, and I'm going to go for that number one. Number two, I'm going to put the Brookliner Schneider Hopfen It was fascinating as well. The hops were really well done with the wheat, but it was more reminiscent of something I've had before, it was less unique. So I'm going to put that. Second. Does that
1: mean you kind of? Well, uh, it's
0: your it's it's your scale. It's not just the unique. That those are some of the different uniqueness.
1: Points. How you can, no. how you scale your beers?
0: If the flavor and the enjoyability was not equal, then uniqueness wouldn't come into play. But when other things are very close or equal, smaller and smaller attributes come into play when you make your decisions. And I enjoyed them both, and I'm going to put the Schneider first. Fair enough. Number three, and this is almost like my hard luck loser, right? because it's third, but it was so damn good, is the 1809 Brookliner, uh I'm sorry, the the, the Berliner Weiss from um, 1809, which was Bruno Weinhead stuff on. Very good. Everything Greg had to say. It was fascinating and complex and sour and delicious and puckering and, and I liked it with some of the carbonation worked out. That first sip with that champagne type carbonation, it washed the acid off your tongue but it was very, very prickly. Once I worked out some of the carb... Liked it better. Uh, number five, four, I'm going to put the other Brookliner, this tiny little bottle from the, the Bryerischer Breier, Branhoff Leipzig Brewery. The, the sour milk flavor, very fascinating. Can't say it was the best flavor in the <laughs> world, but it was very, to me, it was very clearly the flavor of sour milk or buttermilk. I like these sour flavors, like these complex flavors. I've never been able to get my head around buttermilk. I just can't. I I try you to You don't go, like a buttermilk mashed potatoes? Well, cut with something. Okay. But about you know, about a year ago, I'm like, I like sour things. I like these Flanders beers. I like this and that. Let's try buttermilk again.
1: We're not gonna drink buttermilk. I mean, buttermilk needs. My
0: grandpa be- used to drink buttermilk. He's hardcore.
1: Seriously. (laughs) But buttermilk is cut into other ingredients. is not used as a drink. That's ridiculous. I tried
0: it as a drink, and it was just so acidic. Fail. You fail. And then last place, the... Are you going to play the Mario sound here? No. (laughs) That's a one-time thing. we only do that when we have beers that taste like rotten apple dipped in plastic. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Hopefully that will not be very often.
0: And then uh, last place, the the Flanders Gold Nail from Three Months, the the Brasserie de Saint Sylvester, presumably good beer to guard, and absolutely not my style.
1: No, I don't like it.
0: I just don't like it. Thanks everybody for listening to three years of Craft Beer Radio. Buy our DVD, 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 Buy DVD, our DVD. If you liked the saver content, really. I don't want to do the NPR guilt thing, but it's really the least you could do, because we're going to do the same cool stuff from the Great American Beer Fest. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, come on.
0: There'll be twice as many microphones. You like listening
1: to us. You're supporting us. We're not using it for our own pockets. We're using it just to make a better show. We promise. Well,
0: There's some motive in there. I mean, we like doing beer things. Yes. Okay, that's true. But, But we're not cashing out. Buy the DVD. There'll be a link on the website. Get us to the Great American Beer Fest, both Greg and I, so we can cover the hell out of it and give you as much or more footage as we gave you from Savor. And there's still more Saver interviews coming.
1: Let our words describe the picture of the event and the beer
0: for you. <laughs> okay, sure. I would rather say it's really only 12 cents an hour. 12 cents an hour you cheap buy our dvd
1: buy our dvd
0: that's all for craft beer radio you can send us feedback to beer at craftbeerradio.com and feel free to send us an audio comment in mp3 The opening and closing music was Out of Towners from the band St. Dragon and was found on the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Check out craftbeerradio.com for more information. Stopping us Look with me Up to starry skies Everybody loves the size We've been in our lives. We will fight Under the place When people lay down We have got the matchmates Yeah, promise me You'll never go away So i don't Have to put these roads On your grave